Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hey, we're back. It's AZ Brandcast. I know. It's awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. I it's wait like for my favorite time of every month. I know. And we have to wait in anticipation because we're slow and we don't want to do it more often than once a month. So this is great. Why can't Thanks, it be everybody. every day? AZ Brandcast, for those that may not know, is a place. This is a great podcast and radio show that Chris Stadler and I host. I'm Mike Jones. And yeah, I'm Chris Stadler, as Mike said. And we get to interview awesome people in this great state of Arizona about what makes Arizona great yep. and how to build a brand here. And I'm really excited about today because we've got some really cool guests on our show from AIGA and Phoenix Design Week. We got Kathy Morgan. Uh, Kathy, you want to kind of just give us a quick little intro as to like who you are and what you do? Hi, Mike. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. I am Kathy Morgan, and I am a graphic designer. I've owned a graphic design studio called Morgan & Company here in Phoenix for many, many years. For a while. I saw the date. It since 1982. Yeah, you don't need to say the date. <laughs> well, I have to because it's awesome. That's awesome. That was when you Thank were designing you. in print, That's right. right. I was a toddler at that time. <laughs> and uh, my role French here today to is as uh, representing the board of AIGA Arizona, which is the local chapter of AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. I am the treasurer on the board of directors, and I'm also the co-director of Phoenix Design Week this year. That's awesome. They roped you back in, huh? Yes. <laughs> last night at about 3.30 a.m. when we were proofing the program, I was regretting that decision, but it'll be great in a couple of weeks. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, you're a little bit involved with Phoenix Design Week, too. Is I, that right? I am a little bit involved. All right. I, I wasn't up until 3, but I think about 2 a.m. and then again proofing proofing documents about 7. That's awesome. And you're, you're directing the event, right? That is correct. That's awesome. Yeah. And then what's... What's your the rest of your life? Because I know that can't be all of it. Um, actually, this year it pretty much is. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is their own. This you. has been pretty much a full time gig. That's awesome. Since, uh, since the last one wrapped up. All right, that's um, awesome. It's yeah, it's been a wild ride. There's a lot to oversee. A mm-hmm. lot, lot going on. Yep. Yeah, and, it's a pretty serious and, event. And 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 real quick, what got you into it? Real real quick, just a little bit into your background. You know. Um, my background, I've been designing forever and ever and ever. You mentioned French curves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember Ruby Lith. I remember I've played around on printing presses and things. Um, I remember when there was no undo in Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, going back a ways. Yeah. Wow. But uh, I started out little, you know, working at Kinko's, got into graphics and repo graphics and from there have freelanced my own stuff i've worked for um, a couple of radio stations in town i've worked for just a couple businesses worked for some publishers here and there kind of cut my teeth on web stuff the last couple of years been a fun transition but Mm. again this year just kind of pulling phoenix design week together that's awesome making that happen that's very cool right on it's like marinello Correct. All right. Yep. So, Kathy and Mike, thank you guys for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having us. uh, We've got a fun list of questions. Uh, Try to keep it casual and 
Uh, there's no real agenda or, or game plan other than Chris. Chris always has an agenda. I never have an agenda. Chris always has an agenda. Yeah. And so we work really hard Secret agenda. to blow up his agenda. Okay. <laughs> so if the yeah. three of us can get on that same page, we should be good. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about state of Arizona. Yep. Uh, what it's like to build brands here, especially from kind of a design perspective. I'm really excited about that conversation um, as a recovering designer. And uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about AIGA and Phoenix Design Week. So some really fun topics that are close to my own heart, mm-hmm. uh, having been involved in some way, shape, or form over the years. It sounds like points. a plan. Can yeah. I? So I have a request. Could I talk about conscious capitalism? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Not only can you, you should. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what is conscious, conscious capitalism? Wow, Ooh. that is a great question. You'd that's, almost think he was planted in the like audience that, that very question. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, conscious capitalism, Mike, I'm glad you asked that. It's a local association bent on world domination. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> on a mission That's to share with the whole. I, sorry, I was getting my, my agenda mixed up. <laughs> with, but, okay. um, <clears throat> on a mission to share with the whole world how doing good, doing good in your business is just good business. Mm. The local chapter of Conscious Capitalism Incorporated hosts a lot of local events, and provides resources for business leaders to instill a higher purpose in their company and engage all their stakeholders. And Mike, you know nothing about conscious capitalism, do you? Nope, nothing. Nothing. I am not involved in any way, shape, or form. If only we knew someone who served on the board. Yeah, I wish I knew somebody too. Yeah. Yeah, let me know. Well, yeah. (laughs) Mike serves on the board, uh, in case you didn't get the sarcasm. So uh, if you want to be conscious, though, and you don't know how, uh, go to get in touch at consciouscapitalismaz.com. That's consciouscapitalismaz. Yep, that's the website. Um, and just a little <laughs> bit more about <laughs> conscious capitalism. Yes. You mentioned it higher purpose, having a higher purpose within your business. And then yep. there's three other tenets of conscious capitalism. So, Mike, in answer to your question, what is it? Yes. Here's kind of the, the 30 second answer um, it's really about doing good through your business, which will lead to a good business. Um, that those things work hand in hand, doing good and doing business can work together And what does that to look improve like? people's lives. Um, and so that looks like four things. One is having a higher purpose through your business, uh, something beyond profits, right? Something beyond transactional commerce, really taking care of all of your stakeholders within your business, not just your shareholders. So having a win, like a win, win, win mentality when you comes to your business and all the people that it interacts with everyone from Yes, your shareholders, but also your employees, your staff, your customers, and even the community people that you touch in your community and the environment at large and how you use the resources that your business needs to, to produce the products and services that you provide for people. And then the third tenant is a conscious culture, which is building that into the culture of your business. Really seeing this kind of win-win-win mentality for a higher purpose throughout your entire culture. Uh, making sure that everyone is really on the same page about that as you're doing business. And a lot of that really gets played out in how you take care of the people on your team, uh, looking at kind of a holistic care of people that that work for you and work with you. And then lastly, that takes conscious leadership, right? That takes leaders within the organization who are consciously pursuing that higher purpose, who are instilling that culture and are looking to take care of all of those stakeholders. So that's kind of the premise uh, most people I know, when they hear it, they go, yeah, that's how I do business. <laughs> we talk a lot about unconscious conscious capitalists mm-hmm. in our in kind of the movement. It's um, called subconscious capitalism. Subconscious capitalism. 
Um, it was birthed out of uh, a book written by John Mackey, CEO of Whole Foods, and uh, Dr. Raj Sisodia, who's an academic who's done a lot of study of kind of business and economics and kind of the triggers and levers uh, that companies typically have used. And then also how does kind of this more conscious aspect play into that? Uh, they wrote that book about, in a, I think it was about 2012 that came out. Um, and the movement has really just blown up since then. Um, and really, it's a sense of let's recapture what capitalism really uh, really meant originally mm-hmm. um, and take it back from kind of the the corporate greed <laughs> and the crony capitalism that really has infiltrated a lot of bigger businesses um, and really, I think, given capitalism in and of itself a bad name and a bad rap. Gotcha. Um, but if you were curious about when the book was published, you would just reach behind you and grab it. Oh, yeah. You could reach behind me and grab it. So. Because it's in here. That's how serious we are but and how much we love it. It's not anything new. It's not a new thing. Uh, I think for most people that interact with it, they go, yeah, that's how I do business. What do those events look like? Yeah, so the Arizona chapter puts on a whole series of events. Um, we've been doing typically around one to two per month, it's and they'll like range anywhere. Bake sales. Uh, yeah, bake sales. <laughs> uh, we, we do cookies. Raffles, we make cookies. Sell chocolates. Um, we go door to door and sell those. No. Uh, Although the Girl Scouts, like sometimes we have turf wars with the Girl Scouts, but it's a dirty business. But I mean, you know, so typically those dark side of conscious. (laughs) I'm just going to railroad right through whatever you're saying. (laughs) Do it. Do it. So those events typically look like uh, a gathering of conscious capitalist minded people in the Arizona community. There's a little bit of networking. Typically, there's some kind of content, a presentation, either from a local business who's practicing conscious capitalism and how that's working out in their business or some aspect of it. So a particular niche. So uh, recently we had a startup here in town who uh, is built some technology around extracting water from the air. Uh, through solar panel, these kind of water devices, Zero Mass Water is the company. Uh, really cool company, and they're going global with it, and their intention is to give every single person on the planet clean, fresh water, uh, even in climates and areas where you can't get that from the ground. Um, they figure out how to extract water from the air. If you can do that in Arizona, man. Oh, yeah, you totally you can. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. And so they talked around, it was their chief of staff that came and talked for about an hour about their culture and how they're really trying to instill a sense of higher purpose within their company, uh, not just to customers, but also internally and in how they take care of each other, how they take care of employees and staff, uh, how they communicate internally. So that one had a very HR focus bent to it. And mm-hmm. I think more often than not, that's a lot of the content is more HR uh, has an HR focus to it, but sometimes there's more communications and, you know, we talk about higher purpose. Well, how do you tell that story, um, to communities at large, right? Beyond your company. And how do you do it in a way that's authentic and real and not just, you know, corporate speak or, Oh, it's another social responsibility initiative because the board told us that, you know, we have to do something. People do that. Yeah. People, people do that. Um, so, and then sometimes it's more debate style and we've had some really good conversations in the last couple of years, uh, with membership where we'll kind of produce like a workshop type environment and take different topics and kind of go like, Hey, are, can an oil company be conscious, conscious capitalist company? Uh, is Amazon a conscious capitalist company? Kind of, kind of poke holes in that, see where people line up, have a little bit of debate, get different perspectives on that. Really, really interesting conversations that come out of that. Uh, There's some larger events as well. Uh, We just hosted the International Conference here in Phoenix, uh, which is a global conference that attracts about a thousand people from across the world who are in the conscious capitalism movement. Um, 
that travels around from state to state every year. Uh, we had it this last spring. And then we've also done like we did a pitch event with all the universities uh, about a year ago um, that brought in student led startups from the different universities and kind of ran them through a, a very fun pitch event. And at the end, sponsors were able to give them either cash or prizes based on those different sponsors uh kind of companies and what they what they could provide. Uh, so it was a really cool event to kind of feature some different companies and give a little conscious capitalism flavor. They had to pitch based on their higher purpose. So that was kind of fun. So I see what you did, Mike Marinello. You were the interviewee and you've become the interviewer. How does that happen? I like it. It's like the student has become the master. <laughs> Start asking questions. All right. It's great. It's like yeah. we're having coffee. I, that's right. It's awesome, right? But, but I have a question for you guys. This is about this is design, right? So we're all like a little, little bit of experience with design. Biggest design pet peeve. Biggest design pet peeve. Who wants to go first? I have to pick one. Oh, your favorite. I can tell you mine if you guys want some time to just. Serial commas. Serial commas? That's Oxford commas. Are, oh. are like. We're going to have a fight later. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. we're we going to gonna have to like, either, go outside. Yeah. I'm a big Oxford comma fan. Oh, no. I oh, love you them. like them? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so we can be on the same side of the fight. We'll go find this out. comma, that comma, and. <laughs> okay. <Good>. No, no. <laughs> so you like the Oxford comma? Oh, I love the Oxford comma. Okay. So you guys actually, yeah. We're in agreement. Awesome. This is great. I made an assumption you that you most heading highly in intelligent people, you know, like the Oxford comma. It is called the Oxford comma. So how can it so, be so sophisticated? Okay. Kathy's like, I hate those things. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the first things I said when I came on as director for Phoenix Design Week was I want yeah, serial commas. Yeah, we had to. Uh, Chris, Chris hates this, but I, because you picked a, a, a style guide for Resound that did not include the Oxford comma. And I was this like the uh, golden book of... It's you know, all this is in the children's section. It's all negotiable. Yeah. So, so I negotiated so our the Oxford guide, comma back in. Yeah. So so our style guide is basically AP style, use an Oxford comma, and there are like two other bullets that are like little things. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? Who else has a favorite design pet peeve? Um, my pet peeve is other people with pet peeves, if that makes sense. <laughs> We're all doomed. I, I really would like to speak out against designers dissing other designers on mm. social media all the time. Yes. Everybody is so quick to put up some design and hate on it. And somebody worked hard on that. I don't care what the criteria was, but everybody's so quick to judge. We're all in this together, people. And let's be a little kinder <laughs> to each other. But what if they didn't work hard on it? That's my story. <laughs> She's not falling for your trap. Chris. Okay, so so I'll go next and judge. Um, so uh, I, I got to jump in and say, you know, we're coming to the end of all our print deadlines and naming your layers. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's been a big pet peeve for both of us. The lack of naming layers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Layer one, layer two, layer. Yeah. Copy whatever. Mm. 
I can see that being an issue. Trying to pick up someone else's artwork yes. and run with those files. Yep. Bad. That's a good that's a good pet peeve. Bad. Yeah. You're not judging their work though, so it's you know, you're still you mm, can still kind of like a peek behind the right. curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so so mine is just a failure to letter space. And like Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, just like just yeah. an inattention, something so easy. Kerning. Just yeah. Yeah. Just like control the letter spacing and any prominent headline or logo or anything like that, you know, it's just so so easy to do and it makes it look so much better. Yeah. Uh, mine is more, I have a recency bias with mine right now, which is I've been doing a lot of work on my own presentations and other people's. And so, yeah, small type on presentation slides. Mm. Yeah, I was watching a presentation yesterday that I was giving feedback on and I'm pretty sure it was like maybe 18 point. Maybe. And I was like, buddy, like, I, I love your presentation, but I can't read anything on your slides. Doesn't Guy Kawasaki have a rule about that? Like 10 slides, 20 minutes, 30 point type. Is, is this yeah, edited, that, like Zen of presentations or? Yeah. Like so yeah I've yeah. always heard like minimum, like no smaller than 24 point. Mm. And even that's, that's pretty small. So. But I've been known to break rules, so I'm sure I've done an 18-point slide somewhere. If he lifted up his sleeve, you'd see some tattoos. He is definitely they all in doesn't comic play sans rules, or papyrus. Yeah, yeah, it's a combination. <laughs> Every other letter. Papyrus. And the kerning's like just terrible. <laughs> it's all over the place. Okay, I will throw you one, Chris. Okay, all right. Thank you. As, along the same lines is not... Uh, designing for the environment that whatever is mm. going to be seen in. Mm. So thinking about this program that we're working <laughs> on, that in the environment that it's used, the lights are off mm. in the convention center. So yeah. that type needs to be super legible. Mm. So just recognizing as a designer that you can't be using eight-point, light gray text type in that document yeah but but what if they worked hard on it though <laughs> i'm sure that's, their mother loves that's it fine. <laughs> they can have worked hard on it awesome thank they just say they work a little I harder i'm not going to publicly diss them on social media uh, <laughs> yep yes thank you for throwing me that bone there kathy will bring that bring it directly yes. to them yeah and, yes. and tell right. them where they have not met expectations. She'll handle it the proper way. Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's great. All right. So let's get into what do you guys call it? You guys call it Ega? No. <laughs> or do you guys just be all A I G A, even though it's four and syllables? Ega, like like a GIF? Yeah. Or a GIF? Yeah. <laughs> is it a soft? Yeah. Is it a soft G or hard G? Yeah. Do you guys call it anything for short? Aja? It's like behind the scenes. It's just A I G A. Okay. So tell us a little bit about. This AIGA, what it does, what it is, why it is. So AIGA, pronounced like that, originally stood for (laughs) the American Institute of Graphic Arts when it was founded over 100 years ago. And sometime in the past few years, the organization recognized that graphic arts was not 
applicable to all of the design that goes on nowadays. There's user experience and environmental design and all of that. And so just specifically saying graphic arts and limiting design to graphic designers wasn't serving anymore. So there was a lot of conversation about what should this organization be called. And it got settled somewhere in New York that the organization would continue to be called by its letters because there was a lot of heritage in that, but it would simply be AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. So you guys have listed um, amongst your, so um, it's a four-tiered mission uh, to bring programming to the community that helps you improve designability, connect complementary disciplines, uh, encourage social impact, and then promote community excellence. Um, maybe you guys would each pick one of those and uh, expand on a little bit. Those are the four pillars of the AIGA chapter, AIGA Arizona chapter mission. Those are uh, the national okay. ones. So I can talk to that. Yep. Let me see which one I want to pick out here. <laughs> yeah, pick your favorite. I'm big on ranking. <laughs> prioritize yeah chris you are you are the master ranker <laughs> i'll why, go why with you, why a bullet list when you have a number list that's all i'm saying <laughs> i will go with encourage social impact so a big deal that we do besides phoenix design week every year is create-a-thon mm-hmm. which is a 24-hour design marathon that a bunch of designers get together in a location and have uh, invite nonprofits in our community to participate. Uh, the nonprofits have to apply and then get selected. And then for 24 hours, a team of designers is assigned to six or eight nonprofits, however many they decide to do each year. And it all depends on what that nonprofit's particular need is. So some of them are just starting from scratch and they need a brand and and the initial materials to get them started. And others have a little bit more, uh, they might be established already, but they might want some help in particular with refining their website or something like that. So there's some goal that's defined for each of them at the beginning and then uh, 24 hours straight, they come up with something new at the end. And that's a huge draw for people in the community love to participate in that. Uh, people in the design community like to do that and mm-hmm. get together. Um, I have a question. Yes. If it's a design marathon, why is it 24 hours and not 26.2 hours? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> this is such a Chris question. I love it. It's so awesome. Never mind. <laughs> Consider that a suggestion. The design marathon would be 26.2 hours. Yeah. I see. You're translating miles. <laughs> okay. To, to so is that a, that's a, that's a vocabulary formal, pet peeve? Can you, uh, 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 can you put that formally? Lodge that as a suggestion. <laughs> Can I pitch that to the Creative-Thon organization or you? On behalf of Chris Stadler. Okay. Emotion. <laughs> Michael Marinello, what is your favorite? What, what, what is, what, what, which one of these four things is closest to your heart? Promoting community excellence is, mm-hmm. is 
pretty, pretty far up there. Um, you know, we do, we do things like, uh, an annual best of where people can submit and show their work and kind of showcase what they've done over the last year that they're really proud of. And then we do other things throughout the year. We'll help out with, um, portfolio reviews at the different colleges. And that's always cool to be able to give, give students or actually anyone in the community, um, feedback on what they're doing and have discussions with them and help kind of further their goals, let them know what it's like out in the real world or give them, you know, just encourage them, help them get on their way. Um, do you ever rip designs off the wall like they did, like the stories from art school, <laughs> the portfolio programs that have those brutal professors that just like, that's crap, and they just rip it off the wall? Everyone comes up, I mean, at the portfolio reviews, I know they have poster shows that they do, but the portfolio reviews, it's usually on their laptops sitting okay. there. And I've had to a number of times, they'll be talking to me about it, but the laptop is facing them. <laughs> and like, I have to stop them and say, hey, Really quick, if you're showing off your portfolio, you need to spin that laptop so <laughs> I can see it completely. <laughs> you can look over the top and point to things and scroll, but <laughs> it's the little you know, things that make a portfolio presentation. Yes, off, you, you know. need to know where your audience is and speak to them. <laughs> yeah, the stated goal of every portfolio review is to see how many students you get to cry. <laughs> that's, that's how I approach them. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're promoting excellence, Chris. We don't beat people down, make them excellent. Yeah, no, build them up. But but we've all heard the stories, right? I mean, yeah. the portfolio programs, and it's like, yeah, back in the day when I was using French curves, <laughs> we had this one guy, and he'd always like tear art off the wall and make people cry, and they'd run away. I guess you, yeah. I mean, to, maybe, maybe to that's something own, we told but... students to make them feel lucky that we didn't yep. do that to them. Yeah. yeah, uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Back when I was a kid, using French curves and Aldous Pagemaker. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. So, so what are, do you mind if I hog another question? Oh, Mike? Go for okay. It. All right. So, so what are the, what are some of the ways you help to brand Phoenix as a design hub and attract creatives from across the nation to visit and get involved in our community? Big one would be uh, Phoenix Design Week. You know. <laughs> Bum, 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 dun, dun. Yeah, man, I did nice not see in. that coming. <laughs> yeah, every, every year we uh, we put on this this event and we get you know we have have a two day conference and then a full week of community events where different people in around the area can showcase. You know, we'll have tours of different studios or print facilities or. You know, this year we've even got a biomimicry hike going on. We um, it just kind of get to showcase the community, get the community together, and kind of rally around different events and learn and engage with each other. Um, we have we got speakers coming from the East Coast, from the West Coast. I think one of our guys is flying in from Singapore the day before mm-hmm. he was doing something. Um, as far as participants go, we have we've got one of our first big groups from a school down in Mexico. Oh, that's cool. That's that's coming up. We um, you know we draw kind of from all over the place. We've got stuff happening in Tucson. We've got you know, different things going on in Flagstaff. Um, 
for design week, it's kind of kind of the place to be in this area. And I think we're one of the bigger, better put together conferences for AIGA, kind of on a chapter level for sure. So do you guys, do you guys get a lot of people from outside then? Is that is an attraction for no, it's pretty local, uh, this contact from the university in Monterrey, Mexico, is the first uh, time that we've really had a big group come from elsewhere. We've had one or two people come from New Mexico, California, Las Vegas, um, El Paso in the past, but this is the first time we've really seen that magnet draw people in, and it's exciting. We've connected them with our uh, board, the AIGA Arizona Director of Education and Mentorship, Christina Karaskia, who is a professor at ASU Poly. And so she's going to connect with them and talk education stuff and also kind of be their host person while they're here in town. That's awesome. Yeah, we got to interview her two years ago, I think, at Phoenix Design Week on one of our shows. Uh, which is really cool. So yeah, that's awesome. awesome. And that's awesome that you guys are getting that kind of traction and the building that connection with the school down in Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. The we've other- been hearing that a lot. I think that's not, uh, as we've brought different guests on, especially over the last year, we've been hearing more and more about these just kind of bridges being built between, especially like Northern Mexico and, and the Phoenix mm-hmm. area and, and in Tucson as well. Um, just some really cool stuff happening. So that's really cool to hear. That's kind of also happening within the design community Mm -hmm. um, as well. The other thing that happened this year that we haven't done before is that we were contacted out of the blue from uh, by Oscar de las Salas, who is with Gensler Phoenix, the Phoenix office of the giant architecture firm Gensler. Mm -hmm. And they had never heard of Phoenix Design Week before, and they have a whole aesthetic internally called uh, Gensler Design, I think. It's a a whole design thinking program. And they said, how is there a design week? And we're not involved. (laughs) So to see the original now 10 years ago vision of how Phoenix Design Week was conceived and created to be a place where designers of all disciplines could connect. And now having that start to happen is, is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember 2009, like that was kind of the original vision was that this was beyond like the graphic design community, Mm -hmm. but really all encompassing and, Ideally, yeah, architecture would be included in that and all sorts of design disciplines. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool to hear. Yeah. I know it's been a long time in the works and a hope, a dream. (laughs) And we found through those connections, like with Oscar, he has connections that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And so we can work together both ways of yeah. that. Um, he was able to contact the mayor of Phoenix, mm. and she will be giving opening remarks at the conference. So that's something we were not able to do on, on our own. So She flat out told awesome. me no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I submitted the form. Yeah. I jumped through all the hoops. I got the, like, nope, sorry, she's busy mm-hmm. response. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oscar, Let's try a different way. Oscar <laughs> yeah. said, hey, let me give her a call. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. No, it shows you that relationships yeah. really Yeah, it's the power of the matter. community. Yep. That's awesome. That's really cool. 
So what, what do you guys what do you guys see from year to year that you've liked from the design community? So I'm I'm guessing that you get exposure to a lot of people during the event that you don't get throughout the year. What do you guys what do you guys see in um, Phoenix's design community that makes you think it's a healthy, growing community? You ask hard questions, Chris. Dang it. <laughs> Thank you, actually. You're welcome. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed that kind of hits me every time I go to one of these events, you know, Phoenix seems like, on one hand, it seems like it's this huge community. There's all this stuff going on, but you start talking to people and you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so. Oh, you worked with so-and-so. We live on the same street. <laughs> you know, John Arvisu, I found out just chatting with him last year, you know, really had no idea who he was, but turns out our kids went to the same school together. Um, he literally lived like three cul-de-sacs down from me. And it was just wild kind of making these different connections. It, while it's a big valley, it's really kind of a small community. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not supersized. It's still really realistic to kind of get out and meet a lot of different people in a lot of different fields. And there's just so many cool people out there. So it sounds like there's a lot of potential for these networks to form that <clears throat> is yet unrealized. Absolutely. There there are kind of some some outliers that hit a lot of these different groups. Mm. I mean, it's crazy. The the more you you know, you go to one event and they're like, oh hey, have you been to such and such and such and such? You know, no. You know, show up at a creative mornings and they tell you, oh, you need to go sign up for the Phoenix Designers Facebook page and check out Drink and Draw, you know, later this evening at wherever it's there are so many different events happening like every month um it's just it's crazy what our design community is like and how many different things there are to do and how many really amazing artists and designers are out there have you guys seen um a style kind of emerge that's a little bit distinctive? Like, have you seen some distinctives come out through the culture of Arizona that kind of show you a little bit about the thinking and the culture that's around here? Um, I've, it seems like there's been a huge kind of mid-century modern graphic style kind of revival with local artists. Hmm. Is that something you haven't seen nationally or? Probably not as much just because we have so much of that architecture kind of that iconic architecture built into phoenix i don't know that there's a style or at least i don't recognize it like you can't see your own whatever uh we Mm. did have a speaker come a few years ago oh forgive me i don't remember her her name but she was a specialist in typography and she goes all across the united states and has people in these different places that she visits, send her photographs of the local typography and signage. And then she kind of analyzes them and does a presentation. And Mm -hmm. so her conclusion about Arizona from what everybody sent to her is that we are colorful Mm -hmm. in relation (laughs) to anywhere else. She said it was glaringly hugely obvious to her we had red and teal and yellow and really strong colors so if that 
Interesting. Can answer that question. Yes. That is really interesting. Have you guys seen that at all? Uh, Mike, have you seen that in your? Yeah, I don't think I've ever made that connection before. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I think through like, especially like street signage and like environmental signage mm-hmm. in the valley, that's that does that does resonate. That does ring true. And even when I think about just kind of like the waves of design more at a consumer level in like Arizona in general, like you've got kind of the the pastel-y like desert colors of like the late 80s, early 90s <laughs> that I grew up with. And then if you go back further, you get some other distinctive like kind of color palettes over the years. Um, obviously, that's transitioned a lot since then. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, you just look at the full palette, right? If that's what we're drawing from, from a historical perspective as designers who are looking to be influenced by what has come before and what resonates with people, um, even though we might not like the overall style, but we still draw from it. Um, that's a huge palette that we're that we're choosing from. And I think that's also reflective too of totally talking off, thinking off the cuff here, but it's reflective of our geography and our state. Like we're a super colorful state. Absolutely. You know, we've got bright flowers that mm-hmm. i mean the saguaro greens yep. the, i mean yep when it rains this place is popping yeah. <laughs> you know red rocks yeah. uh-huh. not just yep. in sedona but even like you know papago park right yeah right right around the corner here um and you've got you know you know rich lush well i don't know if lush is quite the right word but you've got forests and you have you know pine you know, pine trees and obviously lots of desert hues and sunsets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know when we were branding, actually, when when my two business partners and I, David and Jeff and I, were working on branding Resound, we were working through some of those, like, aesthetics of, like, hey, we wanted Arizona somewhere in the mix. And the thing we landed on originally was our sunsets mm-hmm. and uh, our first initial branding was very dark <laughs> like <laughs> purples and deep reds and oranges and you know it was it was like yeah it's that's a sunset um we've brightened up a little bit since then but well and i wonder if the sunshine has anything because like in oregon you know when it's cloudy it kind of desaturates everything mm-hmm. right that's interesting like, i wonder if they that's why they got that word i don't desaturation yeah. like but in arizona obviously it's so sunny and then it you know you you know bakes <laughs> that's, i was thinking like well, it, everything is bright and and you know colors are vibrant and bright as long as they're not made of plastic uh, <laughs> all it, of my kids toys in the backyard are, are very desaturated yeah <laughs> that's true you know, I was talking with Jason Schupak, who is the director of the design school at ASU now. Okay. And he just took on that directorship a couple of years ago. So he's been here for two years. And I just saw him last Friday at a reception for Cheryl Heller, who is now at ASU, huge mm-hmm. in the design world, and she's moved to our state. And I asked him, so how has the move to Arizona been for you as compared to back east where you used to live? And he said, well, you know, the desert took a little bit getting used to, (laughs) but now I can truly say this is the most beautiful place I have ever Mm -hmm. lived and I love it. Mm -hmm. So there is something to our environment that we have here that he can verify isn't elsewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that answer. So what are some characteristics of Phoenix that make it 
outfitted, and we're we've kind of answered that, but it's it's a question, so we'll we'll go ahead and ask it. But um, <laughs> uniquely outfitted is a design destination. So um, I don't know if we're thinking like internationally, nationally, or um, or just within the state. And then um, and then do you think uh, AIGA, AIGA, AIGA? You keep trying. I'm trying. It's <laughs> not going to work. Man. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but but is is does AIGA have uh, potentially a role in that? I pulled out a quote from one of our breakout speakers at Design Week this year. Her name is Unique Yazzie, and she's going to talk about uh, cultural issues. So what we do have here is a cultural heritage that isn't elsewhere. Mm. We have the Native American heritage that she is going to talk about, and of course the proximity to the southern border. But I really loved what she wrote as part of her bio. She said, for me, design is in my blood, from the petroglyphs that our ancestors left behind for our story, to the rugs and baskets my grandmothers wove to trade for goods, from the silver and wood my father learned to craft, to the systems we learned to navigate to keep our culture and language alive. Design is in my blood. So I just really loved that and and felt that she was speaking to that deep, deep heritage of living with the land and pattern and weaving and crafting and, and all of that. See, that's really interesting is we're always trying to get to that in the easy brand cast. Like what, you know, what, what are the cultural contributions or like, what is it about Arizona that makes Arizona so interesting and how do we use that to lead, right? How do we use that to contribute to the rest of the world and kind of let our light shine, right? Um, so that's really interesting. There's a cult- cultural heritage. Uh, I wonder what the, I wonder if that presents an opportunity for design in Arizona. I think it absolutely does. It's something that we have talked about as a chapter is other than just saying, okay, we're representing designers. How are we going to represent design in Arizona specifically? What makes this place unique from any place else? And that's something that we've taken on as a board, and we hope to have that come out um, sometime in the next six months. We recently worked with uh, Pam Slim, the consultant to help define who we really are a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So yes, we will be working on that, Chris. Because we talked about having like a cowboy, like cowboy poetry. (laughs) We talked about that too. (laughs) And no, but I mean, all this stuff, right? I mean, like how does all this stuff like create, not create a story, but just like, where is the story within all these things? Right. And then how does that, you know, potentially inform I mean, as designers, you're always looking for inspiration, you know, like there's a story there. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, what, you know, what that might look like in the future, you know, as, as that gets developed and, you know, purposefully approach like a story, the colors, the, you know. One of the things that's present for me is why all of this is really important. Why do we need to design, define what? design in Arizona is and so on, is when you have companies like Amazon deciding where they're going to put their corporate headquarters and they have in their RFP that they're looking for communities that can think creatively, that's why we're here. 
is mm. to show, like stand up in a really visible way that there is a creative community here and that jobs can be created and we can all prosper. Well, interesting. So, so like, you know, so I'm, I'm probably the one of us who comes from a copywriting background. And so I'm a big fan of the creative reef. Like I want to know, you know, what's, what's back there so I can be bold and clear, right. And what I, and what I say. And so what you're talking about kind of reminds me of that process where how do you, how do you stand on something, right? Well, 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 what do you stand on if you're unclear about, you know, and so, uh, you know, unclear about how to lead even, right? So there's a saying, there's another saying too, it's um, a, a, a little fog in the mind of the speaker becomes a great, no, sorry, a little mist in the mind of the speaker, Spurgeon, um, becomes a great fog in the minds of the hearers, right? And so, um, and so that's, that's, that's what we're up against, right? Is trying to fi- figure out how do we, how do we create like, not only like design the things, you know, and say, well, kind of this and kind of that, but also create that brief and that story that underlies it so that when another company wants to approach us, well, we're all in the same script and it's a very convincing script, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we equip the ACA? I mean, I'm getting into practical things, but I mean, really, this is kind of, you know, an interesting application. That would be an interesting test. Like, you can equip the um, Arizona Commerce Authority, is that... Mm-hmm. Um, with a script, right? From AIGA or, you know, like, like, you know, and, and, and then help them know how to talk about Arizona and, and, and then convince these Amazons or, you know, whoever the, the right fit is. And maybe, maybe through this process, we even decide that Amazon is not, not a good fit. cultural Who knows? fit for, for Arizona. Maybe we I, start there. I put it to you and I leave it to you. <laughs> well, Chris, it's just, I think it's just doing this and, and having this conversation with you guys and bringing it to light. Mm-hmm. We're making connections already just during this conversation. So, And going to AIGA, yes. the, <laughs> the annual conference. That's right. Cool. You guys have a theme this year, right, for the conference? We do. Usually do. Yes. I'd be disappointed if you didn't. I've been talking for a while. The director can speak. Mike, what's the theme this year? The theme this year is Evolve Design. Tell me about that. I want to hear more. It is. I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah. Bring up the. I've got to pull up the official website. Official lines. Got to have your you talk would, track. You have to have your script. We got to be clear, Chris. Yeah. We, we have, have to be speaking have from to the have same your, script. Precisely. Your creative brief. Yeah. Looking for your creative brief, man. Always consult the creative brief. <laughs> That's my motto. Evolve design. Yes. So we're talking it. about um, so the evolution of design. This year's theme, you know, evolve design. We do not stand still. We change. We grow. We adapt. And we embrace the ever-morphing craft of design. We learn. We experience. We experiment. And we never stop moving forward. We participate. We support, we engage, and we contribute to our bold and diverse design community. We evolve. We evolve together. Join the evolution at Phoenix Design Week. That's awesome. Now I want to join the evolution. That's right. (laughs) If I didn't before I heard that, I would now. (laughs) Uh, How has that kind of influenced you guys in terms of the planning and as you guys have looked for speakers and maybe thought about programming or other ancillary events around the main conference, um, kind of how do you see that playing out this year? We asked pretty much all the speakers, you know, kind of share with us some of your story, your 
personal mm-hmm. evolution, where you came from, kind of some of some of the things that made you who you are today. What you know, what were kind of some of your gaffes? What were your successes? Um, we for evolving design, we've got some. You know, we bring in people from Adobe. We do tutorials. We help people evolve their skills. We're doing breakout sessions that involve the business of design. Um, we've got some, we've got a gal that's going to be talking about how to bring in clients. And we've got other people, you know, talking just kind of the nitty gritty of it. So you can evolve your technical skills. You can evolve, evolve your personal skills, your interpersonal skills. You know, we're just focusing on kind of that growth that just our whole community growing. So community level, personal level. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds exciting. There's a lot of good stuff. Do you guys have some kind of like big name keynotes or speakers you want to highlight that you think might help people kind of go, ah, yeah, I want to go hear that person. (laughs) We have, um, you know, we've got a couple of local greats. We've got Allison King, who mm-hmm. is founder of Modern Phoenix. She teaches, of teaches around, yes. <laughs> she teaches around town. She does tours. She does all kinds of stuff. We've got Bob Case, who is uh, the chief creative officer over at Lavage, one of the kind of big design firms here in town. He's also a fantastic illustrator. Yes. <clears throat> His work is amazing. He does, he does some Lavage cool stuff. is a big advertising agency. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a design firm. Sorry. I'm clarifying that for them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do a few more the things than just and the design tweets over there. Um, we've got uh, Jack Morgan, who is was a product design lead for Duolingo, and he's going to talk oh, to us about that's really cool. kind of, you know, they were looking at things and how they were doing a a deep dive into why are people using this app? Why are people doing things? And they have this whole story that they discovered Hmm. about why people are learning a certain language in a certain area and trying to break boundaries um, and better themselves. Hmm. Um, We've got uh, Liz Jackson, who's the founder of this, the disabled list, who's a huge, disability advocate. She talks about designing, um, including the people you're designing for in the design process. You know, don't just tell someone who has a disability, oh, this is what you need, but instead asking them, hey, what can I do to make your life better? What is it that you really need when we design ramps? Mm -hmm. What is it, you know, not just we put flames on your cane, but <laughs> what, not that that's bad. No, no. <laughs> you know, bling on your spinners on your wheelchair. And then we've got Elise Bennon, who is a marketing mentor. She's going to be talking more of that business of design, how to find the clients. She's coming at it from that direction. We've got uh, Robert Generette. He goes by Robzilla. He's an incredible artist. He uses iPads to draw everything out. He does stuff for ESPN and sport, different sports franchises. Um, we've got Tommy Perez who coming to us from LA and he does just some crazy cool design stuff. Um, and then our, our MC this year, a buddy of mine, he's kind of a, 
another local great, Rick Burris. He teaches mm-hmm. teaches classes all over the place. He ran um, the Phoenix InDesign user group for a long time. He he knows anything and everything Adobe, and he is just a huge character. It's going to be <laughs> exciting to have him on stage multiple days. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys have a great lineup this year. That's really cool. I'm excited. What are you guys excited for? What are you personally excited for? Obviously, when you're in the trenches, there's a lot of work. Yeah, have you even had time to think about that? (laughs) Getting it all done. That's that's a great feeling. Oh, man. I mean, you know, we were up very late last night. We were proofing our program and everything. And I was reading through all of our breakouts and looking at our stuff. And I'm kind of sad that you know, we're going to be running around during the conference mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard to really sneak in and see everything. And it sounds like we have just such cool, cool speakers, cool topics going on. You just can't see all the mm-hmm. stuff you want to go do. There's just not enough time. There's not enough me <laughs> to go around. <laughs> yep. yep. That's cool. What are the dates again for our, our listeners to remind themselves? Uh, the conference itself is Saturday and Sunday, October 12th and 13th. All right. The week, our first community event is happening on the 10th, and that's that a biomimicry hike. Our kickoff party and some other things are happen- start up on Friday the 11th, mm-hmm. and those community events run all the way through the 18th we wrap up with our um our final party our closing party cool on the 18th yeah and the closing party is being hosted by artisan color who is our official print partner and they are very busy with us right now getting all of the signage and the printed materials taken care of and they have been absolutely awesome as a partner they all along and could not be better to work with and just happy all the time they keep us balanced and <laughs> sane and we're we're really happy to partner with them this year they've been great and thank you also mike jones for that referral to them <laughs> yeah. yeah no problem yeah they were a huge partner for us with phoenix startup week and uh i was like kathy we definitely need to we need to make this happen somehow, some way, because they, I think, would be a great partner for you guys. And as it turned yeah, out, they, they were. They have been, so. and, and they're so excited about hosting the closing party and um, sweet. having people into their shop. We're calling it CMY Friday <laughs> uh, and declaring the print is not dead. <laughs> and they're going to give tours all around the shop. We're going to have a, a comedian there named Carrie Gallagher and a couple of other people that she's bringing in to do a design trivia game. Um, That's awesome. And that will also be the conclusion of the PHXDW mm-hmm. poker crawl, we're calling oh, okay. it. So <laughs> at every Design Week event during the week, the attendees will each collect a random 
playing card. And then, of course, they will have to have collected at least five to make a poker hand by the end of <laughs> uh, the closing hand. party. And then we will have everybody lay out their hands. And the person who gets the best poker, random poker hand, will win a free ticket to Phoenix Design Week 2020. That's awesome. That's very That's awesome. cool. Well, what branded deck are you going to use for those? <laughs> <laughs> We, I mean, we just have, curious. We have a custom deck being designed. Ooh, that's okay. that is the best answer. Yeah. That's the right answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, their own deck, Chris. Yeah, their own no, deck. That's, that's, that, no, that's cool. I don't know why. I'm just curious. Like just a bicycle brand. Yeah. Hoyle. I'm a Hoyle fan. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I wasn't so, gonna buy it in advance and like choose the best cards or anything like that. <laughs> So October 10th kind of kicks, you got your first event going on, runs all the way through the 18th for all the different events during the week of the 12th and 13th is the actual conference. If people want to find out more about any of that, they should go to phxdw.com. Yeah, phxdw.com. They can get tickets to the conference, find out all the event schedule, where everything's at, how to RSVP and do all the things you need to do to attend. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, and then for, I think, information about AIGA, especially AIGA Arizona, where should people go for more information about that? And that is Arizona.AIGA.org. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming on today. Thank this you. was a fantastic conversation. Yeah, can't guys. believe it's already been an hour. I know. I know. It just I know. flies. <laughs> um, it's crazy. So we want to give a shout out to a few other people. Obviously, Conscious Capitalism Arizona, who supports our show and makes sure it happens every single month. Huge shout out to Karen, our producer, and That's the right. amazing Phoenix Business Radio X yep. uh, for letting us be on their network and making sure that these shows actually happen. Karen's like... You do all the stuff. I mean, you make sure it happens. All the things. It's awesome. And then our host, Max Six, in this lovely co-working space yep. uh, where we get to both office out of and host this show and uh, just thank them for that. So for anyone who's interested in hearing any of our other episodes of AZ Brandcast, be sure to hit us up at azbrandcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify now and all of the other places that you like to find your podcast, we are probably there. And if we're not, hit us up, contact us at, at our website, yeah. azbraincast.com, and let us know where we need to make sure that our podcast is showing up yep. so you can listen to it. You can also sign up for our newsletter on the website and get all the episodes and updates about what's going on. And you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if we really hang out on Instagram much, but we're in all the places, so yeah. you can check us out there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Mike, Thank for you. coming and chatting with us about design and Arizona and AIGA and Phoenix Design Week. Really excited for you guys for that. And uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm really excited for you for the 19th uh, when it's all done. Yeah. Uh, you guys would. <laughs> You'll enjoy that deep breath that you can take. So you guys are just gonna be on your sweats, like on the couch, like, <laughs> binge watching like the, the sessions. Yeah. Yes, I know that. <laughs> eating ice cream, ordering in pizza. All right, sorry. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. We had a great conversation. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Mm-hmm.